you've arrived. You've arrived to the Nipple Whiskers Podcast with your host, Bob Dog. He doesn't like you either. Come along as he explores the shadows of yesterday's failures in order to gain the knowledge required for a better tomorrow. The journey starts now. Let's go! What's happening, folks? What's happening, folks? Bob Dog checking in with you once again. Truly appreciate everybody tuning in. Oh man, what a what a what a last week or two it's been. I think since I've heard from y'all, or since you've heard from me, more than you know. Let's put. Let's be honest. Um, it's been an amazing time. It's been an amazing experience. The unemployment life has treated me well. With that being said, I haven't spent much much money, but I did spend one of. The most money I have on an event in quite some time. So it's kind of, you know, I'm being honest, but I'm not being honest. But with that being said, it was priceless. Um, before I forget, just what I was getting into is I did get to bring my daughter to Disneyland. It was one hell of an adventure. It was one of the greatest days of my life. Um, hearing her, the words come out of her mouth that you made my dream come true. It was just something that. I think every dad or parent just wants to hear, um, and it was just such a blessing. It was amazing. It was tough because, yes, um, I did just get laid off of work along with, what, 35,000 other, 33,000 other people. I'm not really sure. I had the st- statistics somewhere. I just couldn't find them this morning, and I didn't want to go digging around. Like I said, unemployment life. My daughter's running around. All my notepads go missing. She wants to draw a lot, so... Take my notepads anytime you want. Anytime you want to draw, take them. Like, I'm really not that worried about them. But I guess I should be for your guys' sake. So let me apologize now. But with that being said, it's all love, man. That trip to Disneyland was amazing. And it's priceless, man. It was priceless. It was a lot of people. There were definitely more reasons to complain than to be happy. But with that being said, I took it. And... It was it was an adventure, an adventure that I'm so thankful we went on. Um, her mom did come with us, and she enjoyed it as well. So it was just a very fun time after we lost a stroller and lost the baggage and kind of, oh, man, her mom was like, I knew you wanted to lose that stroller. Look, man, you're four years old. At some point, you know, I, I, I did appreciate the stroller when the baby took a nap. So that's a whole other thing we could get into, but it was just, man, appreciate, appreciate, appreciate. Um. We did find the stroller, by the way, so life is good. Life is good, folks. Um, I was asked the other day, I was asked, you know, what what keeps it, what keeps me up at night? And I, I had to give an honest answer. I had to think about it, but I do want to give an honest answer now. And it's a, there's not much, there's nothing that keeps me up at night. When I go to sleep at night, I sleep well. You can ask anybody who knows me, man. When I lay my head down, I'm completely exhausted. I'm ready to go to sleep, and good luck keeping me awake. Uh, me and my brother, we go to sleep, man. That's what we do. We, we, we sleep well. However, we're the first ones up in the morning. I'm not going to lie. And I was up this morning, 5 o'clock, and the wheels are spinning, man. The gears are turning. Everything's going. My mind's throughout the day, I've got to be one of the happiest people that people know uh, for you know even at work man everybody comes up hey how are you so happy how's everything so happy and I, it's all gratitude it's all based in gratitude and it's all just being thankful for the day it's being thankful to be alive first off it's being thankful that my kids are healthy second you know what i mean there's just so many things that fall into place and it's 
the opportunity to witness what's going on is just one of the the largest blessings. Um, I hope that we don't have to wait until the day that we die to realize that that much is is clear to me. You know, um, I'm not scared to death. I welcome it, man. Bring it to me. Um, it just ends the suffering that we're going through, especially here in America. It's like a rat race, man. You constantly just the wheels constantly spinning. People looking forward to retirement, to doing nothing or something, so they can be financially set. And it's it's very interesting, very interesting lives we live here in America. Uh, the American dream that we were sold and that whole vision of buying a house. When you look at the housing prices, I I wish that I had. I wish I had my, my pad in front of me because the housing prices since 1950 have skyrocketed like exponentially. It's disgusting. It's all these people making a living off not working. But with that being said, life is good, man. Life is good. So I did want to start with just saying... You know, answer your question. Nothing keeps me up at night. I sleep very well. However, when I wake up, I'm in the darkest place that you'll find me throughout the day. Um, This morning, for example, I couldn't stop thinking about my son and every day that I miss with him, every moment that I miss, all the knowledge that I fail to pass down. And that is my fault. I don't blame anybody else. I just, I can say that I do not deserve to have him in my life. But with that being said, he deserves to have his father in his life would be the way that I put it. Um, I don't deserve anything from anybody. I definitely do not feel entitled to anything. You know what I mean? I don't deserve anything. I'm a piece of shit and it's, you know, I'll be the first one to tell you, but my kids gave me a purpose, man. So I don't know if people, if you've ever, I don't know how many people have a feel like they have a purpose in life. Cause before I was a father, I didn't have one. I, I was reckless. I was running around. My purpose was making rent, you know? And it was, there was no end in sight. I knew the struggle was going to be lifelong. It was never like a retirement. Let me get to this age and let me do this. And I didn't have a structure as far as I'm going to go to college at this age or I'm going to do this as far as a career. It was always how am I going to make it, you know, especially 15 when I found it, you know, decided to go out on my own and just struggle. And when I say struggle, I mean, I struggle. It's it's different. Uh, I'll, I'll say that it's different in the sense that I've gone three days without eating. I did have a hotel room. I was lucky enough to come up with that money and those funds. And I had a hotel room. I definitely had rent in the fridge when in the sense there was a crack cookie, you know, three inches by three inches. It's the bottom of a Mason jar and that's sitting in the fridge. I got to sell it, you know, and I just got to get my clientele going. I got to reestablish my location because things happen when you're running crack houses. You got to bounce spot to spot. And uh, three days, man, before I finally got a meal. I'll never forget that moment when I finally got that meal. There's nothing like that amount of gratitude. And I'll tell you that right now. When you're hungry, hungry, and you got, I had a couple of dollars in my, you know, in my pocket, but I had to. I had other things to worry about. If I don't, if this money doesn't make it where it's got to be, I'm not going to have to worry about the next meal. And that was the game that we played at that time. I was definitely moving what I thought was major weight. Now that I'm older, you know, now that I've got different funds and inflation, inflation is definitely part of it. But man, we were playing with our lives. We were, you, there was no way you could rob us because if you robbed us, we're, we getting killed anyway, so you're going to have to kill us. So it was a different game that we played. We definitely left the house sometimes, you know, strapped up to the teeth, just knowing if we get pulled over, hey, man, it's going to be the last day for, for somebody. Um, thankfully and thankfully, I mean this, thankfully, 
we never got pulled over in those times and that's that's a huge blessing um definitely had a couple of foot chases you know i've uh i've never thrown a pistol I, I, i'll be honest with that one that i can think of it could hit me later and i can be a liar but that i can think of, i don't remember ever throwing a pistol as far as into a bush typically i keep them i'm, I'm gone man i'm gone I'm not sticking around. I typically try not to put myself in those situations. That's the best. That's the key. Is just don't even find yourself in those situations, man. Um, I have found myself in some shitty situations. My dog Angel, man. I see you on Facebook every morning, man. I know. Hey, prayers go out to you. I see you in the hospital. I don't know if it's for you, your lady. What's going on over there? Not my business, but know that my heart goes out with you, man. Me and him, we going over twenty five dollars. With the stress, man, some nasty-ass weed. It was a half ounce back in the day. I don't know what it runs now. We don't even see stress over here in California very often. My neighbor brought me some the other day. That was interesting. We're going over, so there's a beer factory over where we lived at. Um, we're behind the Rock Church. so It's a little hood back there, man, but they built this real fancy church right in front. I mean, a mega church. Shit's the size of a mall. I mean, shopping center. Um a good state of brothers. Let's just put it. Not, not really a shopping center, but it's a state of brothers, like a big grocery store, H-E-B, depending on where you're at. Um, Big-ass center, right? And, and it's a commercial area, so they can do this. But the houses behind, I mean, we we ain't got no back doors on our house. We got rodents running in and out. We got a meth lab in the back that exploded. I mean, this shit's going down. We got stolen cars out front, police stopping by annually. You know what I mean? Like, daily just like everybody knows names but yeah that little church back there man it was good days man good days but i don't even remember where i was going on with the rock and doing all that that who op who op who op but life is good man oh me and angels that's why we we're going back behind the rock uh there was a beer factory so we we're going by the beer factory run into an employee employees Hey, man, that smells good. We're going by smoking on a blunt. Back then, mind you, let's tell you how long ago it is for those that do smoke um, blunts and those those types of things. It was back in the day when Swishers came in three flavors. You had regular Swisher, chocolate Swisher, strawberry Swisher. That was it. Peach Optimal hit, changed the game, man. Um, I think they might have had White Owls and stuff, but that would have been an East Coast thing. They didn't have them over here, really. We just had Swishers as an option. Peach Optimo hit. That was game changing. They came out with the icy mint. Not for me, man. But then again, I don't smoke cigarettes. I'm not a menthol person. That's kind of what it reminded me of. But Peach Optimos, those are my shit for the longest. Game's changed now. I mean, that's when the blunt rap started hitting full effect. And those are almost the import tuner days, you know? So good days, man. Good days. But yeah, we were walking by blowing on a stress blunt. Smells like shit, so I don't know what he's talking about. But hey, man, you, what's up? Y'all smoke? Yep, yep. I got some, blah, blah. He's just coming out of work. He's getting in his little blazer or something at the time. He's like, here's my number. Blah, hit me up. So we hit him up, trying to pick up a half ounce, $25. We're standing there right outside the beer factory. Next thing I know, dude pops up out of nowhere in a little uh, it's an NBA jacket. had patches all over it. had each team on it, you know, going all the way down. Or it was a... It wasn't NBA. It was baseball because I remember the Pirates were on it. So he's like, hey, what y'all looking for? Oh, man, we half ounce. Oh, I, I got you. I got you. At this point, I'm already I'm sketchy now because it's random guy and you got a half ounce on you. It's not at your crib or nothing. Like a half ounce is a lot to have on you back then. And carry a nickel dime. You know what I mean? Nickels and dimes. Yeah, that's that's understandable. But you carrying a half ounce on you like that, like 
All right, so Angel's got the money on him. Next thing I know, Angel's standing there, boom, guns out. And I know that it's legit because you can see through the cylinder. It was a revolver, and I can see the gaps between the actual barrel, the gun itself, the gun, and the cylinder, which is the part that revolves that has the bullets in it. And I can see the gap, so I know it's legit. It ain't no gap, no cap gun bullshit, so... He's got it on him. I'm I'm within the same distance. We're both about five, six feet from him. But he has it on him, and he looks at me. He says, and don't run. At this point, I'm already, I'm turned around already. I'm already out of there. You know what I mean? That situation got bad, too. I hit the jets. I'm out dodging weave. I remember, too. I was like, oh, if he going to shoot, you know what I mean? I got dodge weave. But I was out. Skedaddled back to the train track. Started yelling, fuck you, fuck you, blah, blah. Ran back. He pocket-checked the homie. I ran all the way back to the house, got the got the fellas. There were dudes at the house, so I got, hey, let's go back. Come on, let's go get Angel. So we all start running back down the tracks, and sure enough, here comes Angel. He's already walking back. He got me. You know, we're just like, damn. Like, I, I grabbed a BB gun at the house. I actually ran back, grabbed a BB gun, and ran, ran full foot. Good thing he wasn't there, you know what I mean? But with that being said, I was going to run up. My homie's there. I got to do something. So... That's how that went, man. They got us. They got us, man. Big shout out to Angel, man. Hope hope you're doing better. I know. That's why when they talk about what keeps me up at night, nothing keeps me up. But when I wake up in the morning, I got the most vivid imagination you could ever imagine. Um, With my son, a lot of things going down. I watch a lot of the first 48. I watch a lot of these crime shows, man. I know what's going on. I know what I was doing at 15. Like I said, I was a registered runaway at 15, man. He couldn't find me. Um. My parents, I could only imagine the struggles that they went through. I could only imagine the effects that that had on my parents. I couldn't really live with my dad, so I didn't really have many options. You know, my mom, she was on her own shit. Um, me and her were getting into it so bad, man. She threatened to call the cops on me. I had pounds of weed because I was just trying to make my own way, you know, and I had pounds of weed. I had a nice connect, a uh, Native American fella. Wish I remembered your name. Um, nothing but love. Hard as hell to get away, like get a hold of, because he was always at the reserve and out, you know, on land wherever his land was or doing whatever he did. But whenever I could find him um, at the house over in the ghetto behind the church, um, two hundred dollars a pound. So I jump over the fence, you know, go see if he's over there. Hopefully his dog don't bite me. Try to make it back over the fence before he does. If he is there. Boom, what's up, man? Hey, good to see you, man. I've been looking for you for a month and a half. Can I get some? You know what I mean? Grab it because it's $50 an ounce, right? So you get 16 ounces. I sell four ounces. I made all my money. Now I got 12 ounces, and we're like, well, let's party. You know what I mean? Let's go. We were blowing blunts till you had a headache. You know, and it, it was everywhere, man. It was heavy. It was a good life at that point, Um, I thought. But. With that being said, you're trying to make a living. My mom's trying to make rent. She's struggling. We're living with the R.I.P. Mr. Baker, the mongoose. We're living with a handicapped individual, so we had to build ramps so he can get up because there were three stairs in the front, and he was getting up. And One hell of a guy, man. Amazing individual. Really missed that guy. Wish I could give you a hug today. Uh, apologize for not being a better roommate, a better person, and not being around longer. Um, I don't know how things went once I left, man. I took off to Vegas. Man, it was everything left behind. I definitely took every childhood possession that I ever had and left it behind. You know, I took my life, put it in a backpack. In that backpack, there were bottles of vodka and pounds of weed. And that was what I had to go with me. You know, pounds of stress. And it was just rolling. 
I remember walking through San Bernardino far as shit, dude, because we lived up on 33rd. I'm walking from 33rd all the way past zero. I'm walking all the way down, like I said, to the rock. So I'm passing every street, man. We're walking block after block after block. I think I had a pound and a half or something, three quarters of a pound on, on my backpack. So I got that wrapped up in the back. Got nothing but bottles of alcohol on me. I'm just mobbing, like, through San Bernardino, through the hood, the hood hood. Um, those that remember the Waterman Gardens, you know, RIP to the gardens, man. One hell of a spot. You know, back back when I used to chill with all my Cambodian cats, man, these dudes, see, we didn't even buy pistols. One of, These things came in a crate still. They even, connections, man, connection. Living in the ghetto, you do meet a lot of people. They're not around very long, man. A lot of my boys, they're either dead or in prison. That's exactly where the hell they went. Uh, methamphetamines took over the scene really bad, hit every one of the homies, I think. I, I can't tell you another one that it really didn't, that were like my real... A1s, they, they all got caught on drugs. I think I was the only one that never did a hard drug that I still hang out with to this day. Um, I wonder if that's just our culture, the American culture. I haven't been around the world to really judge in that aspect. Maybe I will one day, maybe not. Um, I was just thinking about it the other day. I haven't even been to New York. I'm in California, Nevada. I worked in you know Arizona, Texas. I bounced around this whole part, but... And that far, I haven't even been to Louisiana. I really wanted to go when I was out there. I think it was a six, eight-hour drive. But, you know, one day off when you're in Texas, that's the last thing you want to do is go way out there. I know Mardi Gras was kicking off, though. I did want to go out there and see some titties. I'm not going to lie, but didn't go. Didn't go. I had a family back home. That's all I was out there trying to support. Um, I actually went homeless in California due to my brother shooting off a gun inside of our apartment, if I remember correctly. We had a three-day notice, had to vacate. I ended up living with. My girlfriend's parents at the time, that shit ain't going to fly. You know what I mean? Like I said, I've been on my own since I was 15. So being 30 years old, living in, you know, my girlfriend's parents' house, that shit. I had to just go back out of state. Um, went to Texas, worked on the oil field. Maybe I wasn't, I was about 20-something, 20 25, 28 maybe. But it wasn't flying, man. And, and like I said, that's all comes back on me and just my, I guess it's a selfishness or just hard-headedness or ego and I, I don't know the nobody i'm trying to impress i just don't want to live on under anybody i can't live under my parents roof when i was 15 years old when i was 14 years old um, my dad kicked me out justified reasons i was ditching school had weed broken up all over the table you know what i mean he, he just he just busted me he's like hey man call your mom i knew the game knew the price um I was all in on not going to school anyway, so I didn't know where it was going to go. I knew it was all going to come to an end one day, and I definitely paid that price. So I do not judge my father. He was trying to keep a business afloat, which went under. He was trying to keep a roof over our head, mine and my brother's head, and he was you know, doing his own thing. So I have nothing but respect for what he was able to accomplish, what he provided, and he was an amazing father. Um, the emotional side, like I said, when my mom left, the emotions went out the damn window. It's like TV dinners, and we got to get shit done because we are all grinding in this together. There was no more bicycle. I, man, I was sponsored BMX. I got third in the world nationals. I never raced again after my mom left just because the opportunities minimized. My dad's business was struggling. He was trying to pay all the rent, trying to do everything, he, and he did it. He did. He accomplished all of that. But we were no longer spending the extra Tuesdays going out to the BMX races and practicing or racing on the weekends and doing it. That's just expensive, man. All that shit adds up. 
Um, he's out here grinding, picking up extra work. You know what I mean? It's just life was a trip, man. I'll never forget those days at the, uh, the courthouse during that divorce and just walking in with my sister, man. I truly love Christina, man. She's been there huge part of my life. I need to reach out to her. I need to be providing more into her life for what she's done to mine and with mine and assisted in mine. Same with my sister, Brenda. Um, my sister, Christy gave me the opportunity. I fumbled it. I got the wrong city. I'm, I'm a, I apologize. I put in Minnetonka, the right street. It just brought me to the wrong city. I, I did go up there to babysit and, I didn't make it, man, and, you know, just fumbling, man, just fumbling. All my sisters have been there, amazing people in their own rights, um, definitely have all had their own issues, and my sister Tiffany, man, she's amazing. She's always there. She calls me every time she comes out here. I typically don't answer. I've been just, you know, I get in my own, man. I can't explain it to you. I'm not a very social person. I really, like I said, I've been, I'm used to being alone now. I'm used to struggling. I'm used to... uh I, I've got a lot of love and support, but at the same time, you, you got to make your own way. I've been on that path. My dad's raised us to be that way. Um, it's bringing me back to change the whole subject now, man. That's that's life, man. But I I wake up, man. Well, the pain in the morning is what what gets me out of bed at five a.m. when I'm laying there, and I, I don't want to wake up, man. I want to lay in bed and. Unemployment is a trip, and I know this is the truth because I lay with my daughter sometimes till 9 a.m., and I'll lay there for four hours just because of the days that I missed with my son. I know that these days aren't promised. I know I, I take advantage of every opportunity. That would be the way to put that one. I enjoy every moment when she just cuddled up with me. That's, she's just so comfortable. I will be – my back hurts. For those that know, I, you know, I broke my back years and years ago, um, and it's just – it's so uncomfortable, but she's so comfortable. So I'll lay there. I'll be in such pain. When we went to Disneyland, actually, I put her on my shoulders, man. I was I was literally in tears crying because of my back. But at the same time, we're watching a fireworks show, and there was this, uh, it's fucking awesome, man. There was a projector going off on, like, this water fountain that starts spraying, and they're having Disney classics across there, and a light show going, and my daughter doesn't even know which one to look at. She just overwhelmed. It was such a sensation. And she's up on top of my shoulders. Mind you, we've done the parade. We've done over 12 hours in this damn place. So I'm hurting, man. My my back's hurting already. But she's up there, and she's having the time of her life, man. I'm crying. I'm literally just crying from the pain of just my back. I, there was nothing I can do. I was just crying, man. And I, I even cried for help. I was asking for my lady. I was like, yelled her name three times. She couldn't hear me. And eventually, my daughter was she said, can you take me down? I, I want down from here. So I took her down. I got to hold her in my back relief, and it was so beautiful, man. But it was just, I couldn't take her down. You know, that pain, I was like, I'm going to It was, But my legs were shaking, man. I was going to give out. I was going to give out, folks. I'm not going to lie. I know my body's about to give. I've been through enough martial arts uh, wear and tear, physical torture, we'll call it, to know when that your body's about to quit, man. Uh, getting old, man, getting old. I think I'm like 35 now, but... uh. The body's been through a lot. When I pull up to the pearly gates, if they do exist, man, this fucking bucket's going to be beat up. I'm going to be one of them cars and I see like, yeah, it's ready for pick apart. You know what I mean? There ain't even many good parts on it because I'm running this bitch to the grave, folks. Uh, Yeah, man, life is good. Life is good, man. Life is good. I know I was going to go off on a tangent on some other shit, but now I forget. But it was it was, it was a good one. It was a good one. I had a good tangent for y'all. Um, 
truly apologize for not tuning in earlier, man. Unemployment life. I got a lot of time. I've got a lot of time. I've been actually working on trying to get my Windows update. That shit's been pissing me off, dude. Like, can't update my Windows. And I can't use my video, video, uh, video software editing tools. At least not with the updated version. So I was working on my Windows for two days straight. Just up, waiting, waiting. Do this. Try it again. Reset the computer. Try it again. Do this. Reset the computer. Try it again. You know, and just keep doing shit. And come figure it out. Figured out how to run the program without the update. So I got that far. Then I try to connect my camera. That shit doesn't connect to the computer. Because it needs an update. So I can't connect the camera. She's a video software. It was just a bitch, man. For two weeks, I've been battling this thing. Doesn't work. I'm making a lot of content, though, so I'm thankful. Got plenty of content, but it's different, man. It, it like, like, what's the name? FYB Main say it hit different. You know, <laughs> life is good, folks. Life is good. Still, still, man. Just so life. What have I been up to? It's just been spending time with my daughter. Like I said, I, w- I went to Disneyland, but that only takes up one day. The other two weeks, it, we go to the park almost every day, almost religiously. Um, I had one of the most amazing experiences yesterday because I had to I apologize. Like, hey, she got home late. So she went and saw her grandpa and grandma. You know, and she got home. She fell asleep on the way home. So we let her take her nap. She woke up. And uh, what did we do? I think we ate. And by the time she's ready, it's 5.30, sun's going down. I'm like, I'm, I'm hey, I want to go to the park, but it, it's late. So she started getting, I'm sorry. And she didn't get upset. You know she, what she said? She looked at me. She said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I took that nap. And I was, I'm, I'm sorry I napped so long. And I was like, don't be sorry. Like, it's cool. Like, we'll do something like, um, you know, you fell asleep. It's cool. But just the fact that she literally just took it upon herself and just apologized right away. I was like, no worries. So we all went as a little family walk and we went walking around the neighborhood and it's one hell of a time, man. But yeah, we a lot of park time. Um, like I said, her and I have been making a lot of videos. Hopefully I can get this video editing software all figured out, get the whole computer thing figured out so I can just get these videos loaded and start getting the content put out there. She watches a lot of a show called Adley. Big shout out to, uh, Adley, her father, her family, and what they're doing because they provide a lot of inspiration to my daughter, which is then becoming inspiration to me and my family. So I truly appreciate it. Um, we made a little family video last night, and it's fun. You know, it's very fun. It's definitely a very toxic um, environment sometimes just with uh, her mother and my situation, but we really do do our best to make it the best for our daughter. Um, what it comes down to is neither of us want to be without her. Um, I do got to thank her for that. My, my daughter's mom, just cause she sees the pain. Um, I don't express it much, but the pain that I, I get from just missing my son, definitely a lot of pain involved, you know, and just every day, every day I feel that shit. It don't go away. Um, it only amplifies, you know, it doesn't, there ain't no numbness to it. It doesn't get better. It's just each day is like, man, I miss him more. I miss him more. I miss him more. So for those that have ever missed somebody, you understand, like, that shit don't get better. So I definitely don't want to go without my daughter. And over the last week and a half, two weeks, we have bonded immensely. I don't know if we've ever spent as much time together. Um, it's been amazing. And we've definitely connected a lot. It's uh, It's priceless. It definitely, you know, um, I make just enough on unemployment 
and it's actually under to pay my rent, but I like, you know, I wasn't struggling, struggling. So I did have things set up to where, like I said, I got Disney tickets and we got things going, but it ain't easy folks. It ain't easy, but, uh, yeah, man, my daughter, I can't miss days without her. And I think, you know, my son's mom understands that. So not, not my son, my daughter's mom understands that. So she doesn't want to take my daughter from me. And at the same point, I don't want to take my daughter from her. And my daughter needs a mother and father. And I see that with my son, man, every day. The biggest pain is not me missing my son. It's that my son doesn't have a dad. You know, and he doesn't have a father figure. So for those that don't know, my son's mom, she's gone full-blown lesbian. She was definitely always, I would say, bisexual. From uh, Even when I met her, she had a girlfriend before I met her. I met her when she was probably 15 or 16, and she already had a girlfriend by that point, so it's nothing new to me. But, it, you know, guys, we fucked up on, on that one. So for those that don't know, she was involved with a guy that ended up, I believe, murdering a three-year-old kid, a six-year-old kid, and then going and killing himself. After that, she got another boyfriend. He was babysitting. the. So when all that occurred... My son's mom was pregnant at the time. Um, so after all the deaths of those children and the father, her, you know, the pregnant baby's father, uh, the baby of the pregnant woman, who's my son's mom, so blah. So, so my son's sister, she don't have a dad now because he's dead. So she finds a new boyfriend, a little baby, man, six, eight months. She comes home from work or something. I could go over the story with her one day. I really don't want to because... Oh, man, that would be tough to relive just because I love that little girl, man. She was calling me dad there for a while when they were living around here, and it was very tough. But came home from work one day. Her daughter's having seizures now. Dad's talking about he don't know what happened. Not, or not dad, but that boyfriend. He don't know what happened, blah, blah. Baby just started tripping out. Long story short, I think my son ended up telling police he watched. he saw the guy drop the baby, the baby ended up having seizures, brain injuries. They got the baby to the hospital. Um, you know, baby's not the same to this day. Lack of motoring skills, those types of things. Permanently disabled. I love her like she's my own daughter. She has a huge part of my heart, and I think about her also every day. Her um, picture hangs in our living room, so I can't help but not think about her. And she is my sunshine, definitely. Um I wish that her and my daughter knew each other. They were definitely, I think, way too far. My daughter, if she was even born, was just a little, little, little one. Back when, uh, uh, I, I don't know what to call her, but my should-be daughter. <laughs> uh, but I guess she shouldn't, she shouldn't even be mine. But I would love her like she was if she was available to me. Her mom definitely wanted to keep that gap, keep that distance, used her as power in that sense, and wanted to control um, how close we got, which was fine. You know, I'm, I'm not, I don't say anything. Just if if her daughter wanted to come with me, if I was picking up my son, 95% of the time I pick up the daughter too. You know, I think there might have been a 5% part where I was like, hey, I just want to hang out with him today just because he was feeling certain ways. Like I wasn't spending any time with him and like I was spending more time with his sister. And it's like, oh, dude, like I, I never want you to feel like that. Like my whole life is devoted to being a, just a dad to him at that point. So I didn't have another daughter, you know, so it was, everything was to him and that he was my purpose. You know, he, he's always been since the day he was born, it changed everything. And, uh, 
That doesn't mean I didn't do stupid shit along the way. I definitely still did, you know, a couple hiatuses, a couple little robberies here and there, a couple little, a couple little felonies. You know what I mean? Um, I think I was, I was, I was incarcerated after he was born, so I, I have done some little time. You know, what I mean, I, I've, I've definitely, uh, like I said, I, I went homeless during the time when he was born. When he left, when he was young, there was a time I. I walled out, man. I lost my purpose in life, and whoo-hoo, that's where Bob Dog comes about. I believe that's where the name Bob Dog came from, because before that, I was baby Jesus. I had my long hair. I had my beard out. I was definitely baby Jesus. Um, Suave Bob, That for some reason, that name followed me from Vegas. Um, a lot of the brothers used to call me Suave, Suave Bobe. They used to call me Suave because of my hair. I don't know. I had my long hair, like I said. I couldn't grow a beard yet because I was 15, but I was suave. Went out to Ukaipa, partying out there, and the girl across the street, she started calling me suave. Hey, suave. Hey, suave. Don't, don't know how. It just fucking followed me. So, I don't know. It's something to do with the commercials or something. Something We didn't have cable. I didn't watch much cable or TV as a kid, so I must have missed the commercial. But, like I said, I was running a crack house and shit, man. We played NBA. I played NBA in Madden because I could pause it, serve the deal, get them out, restart keep it going you know and it was a uh, definitely learn not to see it's kind of it's like do you want crackheads to smoke crack in your spot and that's where you have dope houses you know what i mean a trap house and it's like it's tough you don't want people nodding out in your crib but at the same time if you do let them nod out and smoke their supply if they have more money on them they, they they're gonna re-up they're gonna spend another 25 on you they ain't gotta come back they ain't gotta cause nothing it's like you smoke that chill over there but then you got crackhead drama Definitely, you know, have to bust out a couple front teeth, you know, and man, shit, shit be popping, man. It was, it was completely different lifestyle. So it's kind of like, it's like going back to the subject of racism. I was asked about racism the other day and it's very interesting, especially in America, just because we, it's not a topic right now. It's not a hot topic. I guess it's always a topic, but it's not a hot topic. There's a lot of shit going on in the world. We definitely have Ukraine. We have a lot of things going on, but we don't have, we're one police killing away. Oh, shit. Camera just shut off, so I'm going to go ahead and say that's the end of the video part. But, uh, uh, yeah, racism part, man. It's, it's, a, it's interesting because, like I said, we're one police killing away from just shit igniting, man. Shit, shit just taking off. And the last time it happened, I drove through San Bernardino, man. I just see nothing. It was a fucking war zone um there was rioting everywhere i mean the wig store was the first place hit and that's locally owned you know what i mean it's a even you know it's it's a it's a it's a black business in a black community it was one of the first places that they hit you know what i mean it was a big outcry i remember on social media like what the fuck guys like what the fuck is going on like police shoots another race and now we got raiding our own it it it, it made no sense man it was couldn't complete catastrophe um i went by big five sporting goods and there was still people raiding it at 8 a.m and this shit started happening at 10 p.m like i don't know what was left it was it was just complete madness um man life is good man with that being said folks i'm actually gonna cut this one just because i got a lot on my mind man a lot on my mind i want to spill out but I, i really just need to go work it out i have a lot of physical 
frustrations right now at this point, and I think I just need to go ahead, hit my workout, my morning routine. I want to jump on some, you know, content this morning with just some shit riding on my heart, and it was just what, what keeps me up at night? Nothing. I sleep very well. But what wakes me up in the morning is the darkest fucking feelings ever, man. Waking up without. And to my son, man, I miss you so much, dude. I could never put it into words, you know, and it's just, I apologize. I apologize. I apologize for not being a better father, for not providing more opportunities, and for not passing along more knowledge. So to my daughter, hopefully I'm around to continue doing so. These are some of the best days of my life. Uh, It just sucks that, you know, my son's not part of them. So I love, appreciate each and every one of y'all. Jump on a new episode soon. I got the UFC. Shit's cracking. Uh, UFC strike. And I had a definitely a interesting run-in yesterday that I'll speak about. So I love, appreciate each and every one of y'all. I'm going to go grab my ass off. It's paint day. I got everything to prep my bumpers for paint. So the Hondas will be some Honda work. I'll definitely jump on episodes, some content with that. Uh, love and appreciate each and every one of y'all. I need to go blow my nose. So I'm out. The time has come. You've been listening to the Nipple Whiskers Podcast with your host, Bob Dog. He doesn't like you either. Follow us on social media, subscribe on YouTube, and visit nipplewhiskerspodcast.com for exclusive offers and information on upcoming episodes. This podcast will now self-destruct in three, two, one.